And what sort of father would do that? What father would send his son to a place that he knew was hostile and would reject his own son? But our Heavenly Father, in great mercy and love, sent his son, and the son came to a world that he knew was going to reject him. But he came. And he came so that he might be hung on the cross and lifted up. And as he hung on the cross, the rulers and spiritual leaders of the people might have thought they were having a hostile takeover, they would win. But as he hung on the cross, Christ was laying down the cornerstone. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, April 3rd, 2022, Luke 20, 9-19. Company mergers can be common. When one company takes over another company, it acquires it. And often this is a mutual thing where the board of directors of one company agrees with another. But sometimes it's not a, a friendly merger. Sometimes one company takes over another by force and absorbs it by sheer power of influence and finance. Even against the will of the board of directors or the CEO of the other company. When this is done, it's called a hostile takeover or a hostile merger. We've seen that happen. One of the biggest ones that happened in recent history was a company in 2004 called InBev that took over Anheuser-Busch. The board of directors at Anheuser-Busch were reluctant and did not want to merge with this other company that wanted to take over. And so lawsuits took place and they fought one another in the court battles and eventually InBev with its greater influence, power and money was able to take over Anheuser-Busch. They had the board of directors fired from the other company after slandering them and removing them. And it became one large company. That was what people labeled a hostile takeover. That company continued to grow as it took over other companies such as SAB Miller and is now one of the largest distributors of beverages and brewers, breweries in the world. But what about if someone tried to take over God's kingdom and tried to have a hostile takeover of his church? It might sound ridiculous, but this has been tried many times throughout history. How does God respond? Today we see Jesus speaking of what happens when someone tries to take over control of his church. And we see God's response. He crushes human rejection. We see that in Luke chapter 20. We see Jesus was now speaking in the temple courtyard among the people. And it was just the Tuesday before he would die. Only a few days after this, he knew the spiritual leaders of the people would arrest him and have him killed. As he was speaking to the crowds, he was gathering a lot of attention and also the attention of the leaders who tried to question him and tried to find some fault with him so they could arrest him and begin their hostile takeover. And so Jesus taught the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard rented it to some farmers and went away for a long time. At harvest time, 
he sent a servant to the tenants so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully and sent away empty-handed. He still sent a third, and they wounded him and threw him out. Now, Luke reveals to us that the spiritual leaders of the people, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sanhedrin, they knew what Jesus was talking about, that he was speaking to them. Isaiah had referred to the people of ancient Israel as God's vineyard. He had given them his messengers. And yes, we, we see how this, what, what Jesus describes here of the vineyard, happened in the history of God's people. God sent him his messengers again and again. And what did the spiritual leaders, the kings, the priests, the elders of the people of Israel do? Again and again, they rejected, sent away, and even killed those whom God had sent to them. The faithful prophets like Elijah and Elisha were hounded and hunted by the kings of Israel. And we see how the prophets like Jeremiah, faithfully shared the word, but was thrown into a pit and despised by the elders, the priests, and the kings. And this is not just what happened again and again with the Old Testament prophets that were sent to the people. It continued, even when they sent, even when God sent his own son. The parable goes on. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I will send my son whom I love, perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When the Christ came, the spiritual leaders of the people plotted and killed him. Jesus knew he would die in a few days, that they would do this very thing that he was telling them about. And it didn't end even there. This is the, the pattern of history against God's church and against his working in his kingdom. The pattern of those who are sent by God and faithfully share his word, the word of Christ, are rejected over and over again by those who are supposed to be leaders and spiritual leaders in God's church. After Jesus was killed by the Sanhedrin, the scribes, the Pharisees, those spiritual rulers of the people rejected by the priest, these same people would reject the apostles and imprison them and try to kill them and would kill the evangelist in the early church. This is the pattern. Look at the, the history of the church. There are people who spoke out against the lies and deceptions not just the, the dangers from without, but those who are supposed to be in charge of God's vineyard, of his church, end up trying to have a hostile takeover and seize power and put their own authority over the word of Christ. Consider how uh, there was a man who was named John Wycliffe. He wanted to speak out against the spiritual leaders of his day, the, the Roman papacy, and the corruption that was taking place and the false claims they were making against scripture. Yes, Wycliffe would end up dying of natural causes, but after his death, the spiritual leaders of the church condemned his teachings and described him as a false teacher and a heretic and burned all of his books. 
Another man, not too distant from Wycliffe's time, John Huss, was someone who spoke out against the immoral practices of the, the monastery and the sexual immorality of the priest and who spoke out against the teachings of the Roman papacy and they're speaking against the gospel of Christ. John Hus was brought before them, thrown into prison, and they burned him alive. All because he was speaking up for the word of Christ over and against the spiritual leaders of the people who had a hostile takeover of God's church. As Huss was dying, it's reported that he was singing psalms to God. And before he died, he had said, another would arise like him who would speak out against the spiritual leaders of the day and who would not be suppressed. Sure enough, about a hundred years after Huss died, Martin Luther began the Reformation with his protest against the, the deception and the lies. And yes, as the pattern continued, the spiritual leaders of his day did everything they could to silence and stop him. And that continues to this day. There are still many who are teaching falsely in God's church, who try to wrestle away the truth from the word of Christ from God's people, and they try to cause destruction as, as they take over or try to take over, attempt to take over God's kingdom. There's nothing new. This is the, the pattern of human hearts. And many lies are told and deceptions are there as people hear the gospel, but then it's wrestled away with a spiritual, a hostile takeover. The devil and those who serve him with their lies try to silence the good news of the gospel. It says here, Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news. And that's when the hostile takeover comes when someone is faithfully sharing the word. And don't think it's happening just in the world out there. What about the times when, when your church body has had those who have spoken out against someone who is sexually immoral or who is going against the word of Christ in some manner? And that faithful minister sent by God, called by God, is slandered or pushed out of the church because he's faithfully calling people to repentance and sharing the word of Christ so they may know him. And don't think it's just taking place among the spiritual leaders. That's the condition of our hearts. That's why Jesus is teaching this to the crowds. Jesus told this parable to the people to warn them of the dangers, yes, of their spiritual leaders who would reject him, but also to warn their own hearts because he knows and he sees throughout history as he explains how the human heart is always in a struggle by nature to have a hostile takeover against God and his kingdom. How when God sends us his message, his word, or he sends a faithful messenger into our lives, we by nature are prone to reject it. And the human rejection of the gospel and the word of Christ is seen in our lives as well. Maybe you're not attempting a hostile takeover of your church body, but has your human heart at times rejected his messengers and rejected his word? Are there times where maybe you've despised the word he sent? Where do we see the hostile takeover beginning to take place in your heart and in mine? Jesus gave this as a warning for those who were going to kill him and a warning for the people who would listen. When the tenants saw the son and killed him, 
They threw him out of the vineyard and despised him. How would the church respond when they saw the very son killed? Well, God would respond. What then will the owner of the vineyard do then, Jesus said? What will he do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. You see, when, when we reject the Christ, when we reject the word of God, when we reject faithful messengers, we, ne- we can never win. Christ will win. The word of God will stand. We see throughout history that every time someone opposed the word of God, they lost. Jesus says, he will kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. The scribes, the Pharisees, knew that Jesus was talking about them. And God did this. The Pharisees were flattened. The scribes were crushed as the whole Sanhedrin, the rulers of Israel, found themselves no longer in a position of power. They no longer would have influence as Jerusalem was surrounded and destroyed. The temple was demolished. God carried out this word. And he always carries it out because the Christ will crush all who reject him. Jesus looked directly at them and asked, What is the meaning of that which is written? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. Jesus is the stone which the builders, the people of Israel, rejected. He's referring here to Psalm 118, a psalm which the leaders of Israel, and I'm sure the people, understood as a messianic psalm, pointing to the Christ. Christ, the chosen one, was rejected by the rulers and the leaders of Israel. In a few days from him saying this, he would be rejected and killed by them. But Jesus says, it is written, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. It is the stone on which all of the other stones line up and upon which God's church is built. So that when someone tries to have a a hostile takeover of the word of God, if they go against that word, they will be crushed. Every false teacher which stands opposed to the gospel and the word of Christ will be crushed. Every human rejection of the gospel will be crushed. And if we try to go against Christ and his word, we cannot win. Because that stone which was rejected, killed on the cross, is the cornerstone of God's kingdom. He is the living stone who rose from the grave and crushed his enemies underfoot. The leaders, the spiritual leaders of the people who tried to kill Jesus were crushed as they heard the message, the Christ is risen. The tomb is empty. And by the, by the cross of Christ and by his empty tomb, Jesus crushed all opposition. This is what our God does. How does he respond to those who attempt a hostile takeover of his word and re- reject his Christ? He crushes them. And by his exalted victory, Christ is seated on his throne. And he has all authority. His church will stand, and not even the the gates of hell and the devil can overcome it. What we see in this this parable that Jesus gives also is a, a wonderful truth. Don't be crushed. Be built into Christ's kingdom. Be built into him and on his word. 
we see the great abounding, rich mercy of our God, that though Israel rejected him over and over, he still, in great patience and love, sent his messengers over and over. And what sort of father would do that? What father would send his son to a place that he knew was hostile and would reject his own son? But our Heavenly Father, in great mercy and love, sent his son, and the son came to a world that he knew was going to reject him. But he came. And he came so that he might be hung on the cross and lifted up. And as he hung on the cross, the rulers and spiritual leaders of the people might have thought that they were destroying and taking over God's kingdom and that they were having a hostile takeover they would win. But as he hung on the cross, Christ was laying down the cornerstone, a stone laid down with the price of his own blood. As the Christ built God's church on the foundation of the gospel, forgiveness of sins won through him, Jesus came despite the human rejection of this world, despite the rejection of the prophets, and he continued to send his messengers and his gospel to this world, despite the spiritual leaders who throughout history would attempt a hostile takeover of his church. And he continues to send his word to you and to me in grace and love, despite the times when our sinful hearts might try and attempt a hostile takeover and exalt ourselves over his word. Christ comes. Can you see it? Can you see the great patience and love of our God throughout history as he's done this for us all? God responds to human rejection with divine exaltation. His son, exalted on his throne, the living stone, has established this gospel message for us. All those who reject it who oppose it will be crushed and he will come in judgment and he will put an end to all of those who crush him or attempt to crush him, but will build up his son, will build up his kingdom and all who are built through faith in him. <laughs>